Welcome to episode 67 of the Nigeria Football Weekly Podcast. Me, your host, Ulu OK. Delighted to be back talking about international football. It's currently the international break in the world of men's football, which means that I'll be talking about the latest Nigeria squad announcement and things to expect from our upcoming friendly game against Algeria, which takes place next week, Tuesday. Um, so without any further ado, of course, I'm very excited to get into it. So in terms of the latest squad call-ups for Nigeria, um, we've seen 24 players come into camp for the Super Eagles. Um, a goalkeeper, we got Maduka Akwe, Francis Zoho, and Adibayo Adele, who plays for Hapoel. I forgot the name of the team. Anyway, he plays in the Israeli league. That's the main thing. Um, and he's probably been the best forming Nigeria goalkeeper. Um, as you know, it's probably our weakest position in the national team. Um, when you look at the level of clubs and the caliber of players we have in other positions, uh, Marika Akui and Francis Zoho, in all honesty, have been bench warmers this season. So um, we may see Adebayo Adele get a run out in goalkeeper, but at least good to see him caught up. In terms of defenders, um, no surprises there. We've seen Kevin Bassi called up after his excellent start to the season with Ajax. Kevin Akbogoma has recalled back into the national team, which is great to see. Fully, fully deserved. I'd love to see him partner Kevin Bassi in the center of defense. I think that those two are probably the best Nigerian center backs on form right now. And also, they have age on their side, so they can really build into the next four years of the Super Eagles. Um, William Chus Ekong, Super Eagles captain slash vice captain, has also been caught up despite his limited game time for Watford, although I do believe he played their last game. Chinezia Awazim has also been caught up, um, even though he plays for Hajduk Split in Croatia. Uh, I think Awazim is one of those players where, regardless of form, it seems like he'll always be called up because of what he brings to the team in terms of morale. That's my judgment of it. Kenneth Romero um, has also been called up. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Kenneth Romero getting called up just because he plays in the second division in Spain. I think if we're trying to gain respect for our national team, we can't be having second division players playing in the team. But when you look at the number of caps our players have amazed, I've amazed um, Kenneth Amero and people like Trust Ekong. Ekong's got about 62 caps. I think Amero's got over 50 as well. Um, they're by far two of the most experienced players in the squad in terms of caps for Nigeria. Alongside players like Wilfred Ndidi, Iannaccio, Alex Iwobi as well, and Moses Simon. I think those six between them have the most caps in the squad by quite some margin before you then go to the likes of Ola, I know who's got about 28 caps. So from an experience perspective, I understand why people like Kenneth Romero and Trust Ekong have been called up. Also, Valentine Ozonwafo was called up as a replacement centre-back after Leon Balogu was rolled out. Leon Balogu was initially called up. Um, he started season at QPR. Another one playing in the second division after playing for Rangers last season. Ozonwafo actually plays in the second division in France, so I'm a bit worried that people like him are getting called up, you know. Um, but as I said, as long as Calvin Bassi and Akboguma start, I don't really have any problems. I know Simi Ajay is injured as well, which is why he wasn't called up. Um, and 
I mean, I don't know what Tosi Adarabayo is doing, but if we can get someone like Adarabayo to come into the mix with Akboguma and Bassi, then all of a sudden, centre-back is looking rejuvenated and you'd, you'd probably only worry about goalkeeper when it comes to Nigeria. In terms of left-backs, Zedu Sanusi continues to play well for Porto, so no surprise that he is in the squad. Um, we've also seen a new call-up for a player called Ebu Beduru. He plays for Rivers United as a left-back, the only homegrown player in the list. Um, so he was another replacement call-up. Um, so basically, Ame Musa, Samochikwezi, and Leon Balogu, um, and Henry Ikura all called up, and then they've been replaced by Azonwa for Savior Godwin and Ebu Beduru. Apparently, Mano Dennis was also called up as a replacement, but I heard he turned down the call-up. So, I mean, I'm not in the mood to get into the whole Dennis saga after he missed AFCON, but if he's not going to, you know, honor call-ups, then good riddance, you know. Although I understand him feeling perplexed that he wasn't in the initial start, in, in the initial squad selected, when you've got the likes of Ahmed Musa making it into the team, you know. So it, it could be a bit of a tricky one, although everything we just spoke about experience also applies to Ahmed Musa because he's by far the most capped Nigerian player who is still active with, I think, 105 caps. Um, right back, we've seen Olayana caught up. Um, pretty standard to see. Um, no surprises there. In central midfield, we've seen Alex Wobi caught up. He's been having an excellent season, so that's amazing to see. Wolverine Didi has also been caught up after his missing out on the last. It's his first call-up for Nigeria since AFCON. He's been injured for a while. You have to say he struggled this season, but hopefully he could get back into good form. And probably one of the most the 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 call-ups that's made me really happy, Rafael Oyendika of Club Bruges has been caught up for Nigeria starting, I mean for Nigeria squad. So he's had a very, very good start to his season for Club Bruges playing well in the Champions League and also commanding a spot in their league games. Still only 21 years old and probably one of the undoubted um, stars of Nigeria's future, so to speak. So let's see if Rafael Oedica could kick on from where he's left off by making the, the leap internationally. We've also seen a call-up for Franco Yeka. Uh, Franco Yeka has struggled for minutes this season at club level, so a bit of a surprise to see him caught up there. I was very, very disappointed not to see Alassane Yusuf called up. I don't know what more he has to do to get a call up. I think, to be honest, I think it's a disgrace that he wasn't called up, uh, especially for Yekai's on this lineup. But hey, it's the NFF. We still don't have press conferences for them to explain these decisions. So we just have to live with whatever they give us, you know. It's just the Niger way. Hopefully, one day we could professionalize all these things and actually run ourselves like the true good international team that we deserve to be with the talent we have. But until then, we have to make do with what information they give us. Um, in terms of wingers, Moses Simon caught up. No surprise there. Xavier Godwin, congratulations to him. He's had a very, very good start for Casapia. Probably say it's a bit too early for him to get caught up. But you know what? Fair play to him. Let's see how he takes his opportunity. And also, we've got a recall for Chidora Educate, which has been good to see. I think over the past two, three weeks especially, he's begun to kick on for Hertha Berlin. And we know that he's a bit of a dribbling whiz. So I'm glad to see him back in the squad. Ademir Lukman is also in the squad. No surprise there. He's yet to miss a game since he switched allegiance from England. So fair play to Lukman. And then strikers, we've got four. We've got Teramofi, Yanacho, Tawawoni, and Sirodezas. Tawawoni and Kelechi Yanacho have both been recalled. Um, and Teramofi is arguably the most informed Nigerian striker in Europe this season with six goals from eight games in League 1. Lorient are high flying in third position in League 1. 
Honestly, it's just going so well. So, um, remember, Nigeria's last game against Sao Tome and Principe, Termofi scored a brace. So, I expect him to definitely start in the game we play against Algeria next week, Tuesday. Uh, a few regulars that are currently injured. Victor Sima is injured, um, so there was no way he was going to be included in the squad. Sima Jai is injured for West Brom, and Omar Sadiq is out for the season. I reckon he would have been called up if not for that injury. Good to see a table out in the cold, rightfully, when you sign for a mid-table team in Greece. I'm sorry, you don't deserve to be called up for the national team. Like, no offense. I just wish they applied this logic to everybody. And also, good to see Abdullah Shehu out in the cold, rightfully so, because that's what it should be. Um, so, first-time call-ups for Oyedika, Savior Godwin, and... Adebayo Adeleye, I believe Adeleye has been caught up one of the squads before, but he's yet to make his Super Eagles bow. Um, the club he plays for is Hapoel Jerusalem. Sorry, that one sleep, slipped by me. Um, I will not be surprised if all three get their debuts against Algeria. Um, but if I was to bet on someone getting their debut, I'd say Ayedika will definitely get his debut. Um, speaking of Ebuid Duru, the left back, he's had one previous cap for Nigeria in 2018 against Liberia. Um, I had to do my Googles to find that one out. And as I said, we've seen a few recalls for certain players. So Taiwa Wini, Kevin Akboguma, Kelechi Anacho, Chirajike and Ozonwafo uh, all been recalled to the team. And Ndidi has also been recalled after his injury. I've already spoken about the weird snob for me, which was Alassane Yusuf. He missed out on making his debut during the last friendly games against Ecuador and Mexico due to visa issues getting into the USA. And I must say, I'm very surprised he got snobbed. You know, his team Royal Antwerp at top of the Belgian league. They've won nine of the, out of nine games. He was voted player of the month. He's been playing exceptionally well. And central midfield is one of our light areas. Um, so it's an interesting one. I did hear that Jaribo, um asked not to be called up according to soccer integrity um, because he played 80 games last season so he needs a bit of a rest if that's the case it's understandable because it's quite strange that Joe Aribo was not called up it's the first time since, his mate, since he made his debut that he's not been called up for Nigeria so a bit of an interesting one um, and then you could also say there are a few players who have been very lucky to be called up the likes of Franco Yeka, Chust Ekong, Maduka Okoye, Francis Zor and Franco Yeka because I mean, I already said Frank Kaker, but they haven't been playing that many games for their club sites so far this season. Um, but anyway, that's what the state of play is squad-wise. Um, still good to be here talking about Nigeria games. It's a shame we're not building up for the World Cup. If you told me in a million years we're missing out on the World Cup, I would have called you a liar. But it is what it is, guys. We just have to live with that one. You know, hold the L. Um, Tactics-wise, based on our last two games against Sierra Leone and Sao Tome and Afghan qualifying... Jose Becerra definitely favours a 4-4-2 formation. He likes to play with two strikers um, and a back four. Um, I think two strikers is something that he particularly likes and we're likely to see that continue. You can understand that because Nigeria have an abundance of really, really good strikers. Strikers are definitely our strong suit when you look at the makeup of our squad or calibre of players who are eligible to play for Nigeria anyway. So it makes sense. Um, last time out when we played um, AFCON qualified against Sao Tome, Uzoho was in goal. We saw a back four of Ola Aina, right back, Zaidu Sanusi, a left back. Calvin Bassi and Semi Ajayi pictured, um, um, played with each other in centre of defence. Etebo started the game alongside Alex Wobi in central midfield. Lukman and Simon were the wingers, and we saw Simet and Mofi play as the two strikers, combining to score six out of the ten goals between themselves. Dennis came off the bench, Omar came off the bench, Leon Balugu came off the bench, Shehu and Musa also came off the bench. 
Even though these games may seem like they're not important, one thing to note is Nigeria currently 31st in the world. You have to keep being a top 50 team in the world. And the better your ranking is, the better you get seedings when it comes to World Cup qualifiers, AFCON qualifiers and the likes. And the good thing about the World Cup taking place in November and December is we only have three and a half years to wait onto the next World Cup. So it's going to come by very, very, very quickly. I mean, between the World Cup and the next AFCON, there's only going to be a year and one month. So literally 13 months later, we've got another AFCON to look forward to at the start of January 2024. So Nigeria need to still play these games well and win because of our ranking. We're currently fourth in Africa, um, just one spot below Tunisia. Tunisia are third and they're also 30th overall. Morocco are second and they're 23rd overall. And we've seen Senegal continue to be first in Africa and they're also 18th in the world. I actually have a good feeling Senegal are going to make at least the quarterfinals of this World Cup and rep for Africa. So let's see how they get on. Um, my anticipation for the start next side for the game against Algeria, I believe we are going to play an initial friendly tomorrow on Friday. Today is Thursday, September 22nd. I've heard we may play a friendly tomorrow, Friday, September 23rd, against Algeria's home base players. I'm not too sure about that one. But anyway, the game that matters and that will count towards our FIFA ranking or is recognized by FIFA is the game on Tuesday, September 22nd. 27th in Oran against Algeria's primary squad. It's also the launch of Algeria's new Olympic Stadium. Um, everyone's making good stadiums in Africa. We saw Senegal launch their new stadium a few months ago. Only Nigeria. You know, we keep claiming to be giants of Africa. We got no good stadiums. Where is the St. George's Park or the Mohamed Four complex like Morocco have? Meanwhile, we blame on the players when they don't perform that well. Meanwhile, they have to train on subpar pitches or rely on good facilities when they play abroad. It's not fair, but hopefully um, we'll see things change over the coming years. Although we've been praying for change in Nigerian football for years, so let's see how it goes. Last time we played Algeria, it was a friendly in October 2020. We lost the game 1-0 to a Remy Bensebaini goal after six minutes. I'm sure you remember that one because 2020, there are very, very few games for the national team. And then before that, we lost 2-1 to Algeria in the AFCON 2019 semi-final, which everyone remembers. Riyad Mahrez scoring that last-minute free kick against Daniel Akbay. Um, so who do I expect to start? As I mentioned, I think Okoye will start in goal. He's yet to start a game under Pesero. Um, so I think Pesero wants to take the time to see how he performs. I also won't be surprised if we see Adelaide start, to be fair, simply because um, he is the most informed Nigerian goalkeeper based on his club form so far. Um, back four, I expect Olaya not to start a right back, Zedu Sanity to start a left back, and I expect Calvin Bassi to partner Kevin Akpoguma in the centre of defence. It's a stable back four. We've seen Bassi and Aynar start most games on the Pesero, and also the last game against Sao Tome, we saw Bassi, Sa Sanusi, and Aino all start. So Akpoguma is the only one who I think should come in to get his fifth cap for Nigeria, and he should start with Bassi because clearly they are the two best Nigerian centre-backs right now. I expect Alex Wobi to continue the center of the park. He's been excellent this season. He's also got nominated for September Player of the Month in the Premier League. So that just explains how good he's been playing. Um, love, love to see it, man. Alex Wobi just, oh, what a gem of a player. And mind you, he's one of the most experienced Super Eagles players. He's got about 57 caps. So people need to put some respect on Iwobi's name, honestly. I'll expect Ndidi to come back in the center of the park. He will probably partner Alex Wobi. No surprise there. Um, we need Ndidi to play well, man, honestly. like He's been shocking so far this season in the league. But hopefully he can get some confidence playing for the national team. On the wings, I expect Moses Simon and Ademola Lukman to continue. 
where they left off in the game against Sao Tome. Both are having pretty good seasons. Um, you know, Lukman's Atalanta are currently second in Serie A. Although Moses Simons not so struggling, he continues to play pretty well um, in both the Europa League and League 1. Terra Mofi is certain to start. Great season so far, as I already mentioned. Third top scorer in League 1, only behind Neymar and Mbappe. Six goals in eight games. Scored two goals in his last game for the national team. He will start for sure. Um, the only question mark is who will partner him. Would it be Taba Awuni, who scored two Premier League goals so far this season? Or will it be Cyril Dezas, who we could tell Pesero likes? Because Dezas started the two friendly games against Ecuador and Mexico. And he also scored the goal against Mexico. So maybe we may see Dezas start. Or maybe Pesero may even start Kelechi Anacho. We know Anacho's got one goal so far in the Prem. Um, but I would be more surprised if we see a natural start. I expect it to be more Tawawini or Cyril Dezas. What's my prediction for the game? Look, Algeria, the home team, they don't lose that many games. They were very, very unlucky not to go to the World Cup after conceding a last-minute goal to Cameroon, um, which is why Cameroon are taking their place in the World Cup. So I expect this to be a 1-1 draw because Nigerians were tired of losing games and we won't take a bad performance, especially because this is the... This is the last game we play before we play Portugal in November, just five days before the World Cup starts. So I'm sure we want to put in a really good performance against one of the premier international teams in the world. And if we want to become one of these premier teams, we have to put in the work and the performances. So I expect at least a 1-1 draw, but I will not be surprised if either Algeria or Nigeria win the game 2-1. Or 3-2. But my prediction for sure is a 1-1 draw so far. And I expect Terry Murphy to be on the score sheet. So that's it for the game against Algeria. Remember the game takes place on Tuesday, September 27th. Um, I'll be sure to do a podcast to review the game. And also um, do a preview of all the games to come in the league after the international break. Um, so that's it for this segment of the podcast. Uh, I'll just be doing a quick roundup on how our Premier League players performed for their teams in Europe over the weekend and then we'll round up the podcast one thing to mention before we move on to the league reviews is that nff have just announced i was looking at my twitter handle that wolfred ndidi has picked up an injury so he will be missing the game against algeria so in terms of my predicted xi it would be good to see Onyedika start for the national team on his debut so i'd like to see Onyedika replace ndidi in there Unless how Yedika performs. If not, Frank Rijeka will play. But it makes you wonder why we have so little midfielders in terms of the centre of the park. Why Alassane Yusuf was not caught up. But anyway, league game reviews quickly. Um, so Jeremy Ball was in action on Friday night um, away to Aston Villa. He did come off the bench and played the whole second half in a 1-0 loss. Southampton looking a bit shaky to be fair, but let's see how they get on. Frank Rijeka played against Brentford. He came on for the final 27 minutes. He's yet to start a game in the league this season. They lost 3-0 to my Arsenal, so I have no complaints for that. Arsenal, we look so good. Honestly, we were amazing. Like We're going for the title charge. I'm just saying, just watch out. Uh, when we go to the boys of Nottingham Forest, Tabo Winnie started on Friday night um, and scored the first goal of the game as Nottingham Forest lost 3-2 to Fulham at home on Friday night. Dennis came on for the final minutes of the game, so... I don't know what's happened to Dennis, man, but it looks like he's not in the good books of Steve Cooper. Nottingham Forest are getting relegated, 100%. They've played eight games and they've managed to lose two home games to the two teams that got promoted with them. They lost 3-2 to Fulham and they lost 3-2 to Bournemouth. That is relegation form. They are going straight down. Like Maybe they'll make some improvements somewhere, but for now, based on what I've seen, 
Nottingham Forest are definitely going down. And then freshly nominated Premier League Player of the Month nominee, Alex Wobie. He had another exceptional game for Everton over the weekend um, on Sunday. He got the assist for New Mope. New Mope scored his first goal for Everton in a 1-0 win over West Ham. Um, so long may Iwobi's great form continue. And finally, the whipping boys of the Premier League so far, Leicester City. Man. Boy, has it got wrong for Leicester this season. They lost 6-2 to Tottenham on Saturday, 5.30pm. And Didi had a stinker. Like, he got a yellow card. He was responsible for Bentacore's goal. Bentacore pinched the ball off him and put the ball in the back of the net. Yanacho came off for the final 16 minutes. Couldn't really do much. And it's just a shame because in the first half, Leicester City played really well. But when you're conceding six goals, man, Son came off the bench and scored three goals in 14 minutes. Like, what the actual fuck, man? So, honestly, like, Leicester City... It looks like they may not sack Brendan Rodgers yet because I feel like if they were going to do so, they would have sacked him now while the international break is going on so the new manager could bring across his ideas. But he must surely be on a very, very thin line. So anyway, let's see how they get on. I mean, it's not good news that we've just had Ndidi's injured. So let's see if it's a minor injury or if it's something a bit more long term. So we shall see, but I wish them all the best. Moving on to Serie A. Oh my God, Serie A is making me so happy, man. Our players are flying high in Serie A. We've got players occupying first place, second place, third place in Serie A. Obviously, we know Victor Sima is still injured. But Napoli continued to fly high even though he's not been playing. So they beat Rangers 3-0 away last week in the Champions League. Fantastic result. Raspaduri scored. Politano scored a penalty. And Ndombele scored. Great goal as well. And then on Sunday night, they got a superb 2-1 win of AC Milan at San Siro. With um, Cholito Simeone's son... Um, Cholo Simeone's son, Cholito Simeone, also known as Giovanni Simeone, scoring a superb header off the bench. Honestly, it was a fantastic goal. And obviously, Caravchilia, anyway, Cavaradona, he won a penalty for Napoli um, after he got fouled by Sergino Dest. Giroud equalized with a really, really good goal after a comeback from Theo Hernandez. And then Giovanni Simeone with that absolutely brilliant glancing header into the bottom right corner of the post, um, which Mike Magnon could do nothing about. So Napoli is still top of the league. Ademar Lukman's Atalanta are second in the league. He came on for the final 22 minutes on Sunday as they beat Roma 1-0 away. Um, honestly, they're looking really, really good too. Second in the league, high flying. Hopefully we'll see Lukman start a few more games, but at least for now they're doing what they have to do. Isaac's successes with Dinese are currently third in the league. They won their fifth straight game on Sunday morning. They beat Inter Milan 3-1 at home. Uh, we saw success come on for the final 21 minutes. But honestly, Udinese looked so good. So, so good. Um, Ola Anos Torino, they're still ninth. He came off the bench for the final 17 minutes. And he did play really, really well. Um, but they were very unfortunate to concede a last-minute goal. Um, to Sassuolo, so they lost that game 1-0 at home on Saturday night. Charlie Boy is still injured for Empoli, and then Okereke and Dezas both started for Cremonese, but it's not looking good, bruv. They got battered 4-0 at home by Lazio. Dezas still looking for his first league goal in Syria, um, and Okereke, I think he's got one or two goals this season, but Cremonese, if they don't step up somehow, they will definitely go down. Um, they're not looking good at all. Compared to a lot of the other Nigerian player clubs. In La Liga, Samuel Chukweze did start last week Thursday in a Conference League away game to Hapoel Besheva, which Villarreal won 2 1. 
And then on Sunday night, he started as Villarreal drew 1-1 against Sevilla, but he was withdrawn after 58 minutes. Uh, we know Omar Sadiq is out for the season. And as for Aziza Oshuala, the women's La Liga season started this weekend. Um, she came off the bench for the final 29 minutes um, as they beat Granadilla Tenerife 2-0. Um, so next up for them on Sunday, they go away to Villarreal. Remember last season, they pretty much won all their games in the league. I think they may have drawn one or won everything, but you expect them to continue their really, really superb form. In league, ah, as I already mentioned, Terramofi and Innocent Bonquets, Lorient, are incredibly now third in the league. They're just three points off PSG. They've played eight games so far. They've won six and they've drawn one. Honestly, they just look fantastic. On Friday night, they beat Auxerre 3-1 away with Terramofi scoring yet again. So six goals for the season. Um, he is the most informed Super Eagle player at the moment, apart from maybe Alex Iwobi. But even Iwobi, it's contentious because when you've scored six goals in eight games, mate, you are doing something amazing. So the key for Lorient this season is they've got a trio of superb young talent. Um, Teramofi, Amadou Otara, the Burkina Faso 20-year-old, and Enzo Lefi, who's a French under-21 international. These three players have been running the show for Lorient. And I think Lorient have already won... I think in the whole of last season, God knows how many games they won, but they're very, very close to already matching their their, their tally from last season. Honestly, they're playing that well. Uh, so if we look at last season's table, Lorient survived by the skin of their teeth and won eight games the entire season in 38 games. And this season, they've already won six from their first eight games. So they're in for a really, really amazing season. You have to say the sad part is if they have a really good season, Mofi, Lefi, and Aitara are probably going to get snapped up by bigger teams in the French League or in Europe. But look, I think after this season, Mofi's paid his dues for Lorient, and I would be expecting that big move. So let's see what happens. Uh, I expect Mofi to start on Tuesday against um, Algeria. So let's see if he can continue his currently unstoppable form for the Super Eagles. Moses Simon started a game for Nantes last week Thursday. They lost 3-0 to Carabag away in the Europa League. And then he also started on Sunday as they drew 0-0 to Lens at home. In the Bundesliga, really, really good to see Kevin Akbuguma back in the national team. He started it was impressive in the new, new draw for Offenheim uh, at home against Freiburg. So another clean sheet for the man. Um, and hopefully we'll see him start on Tuesday. Chidera GK for Hertha Berlin. He got yet another assist, so consecutive assists in back-to-back -back games in a 1-1 draw for Hertha Berlin away to Mainz. Hopefully he can kick on from now and continue to progress because he's beginning to really find his form in the Bundesliga. Um, in the Pereira Liga, Zaidu Sanusi's Porto are struggling a little bit. On Saturday, they drew 1-1 away to Estoril. This is a team that they would usually batter. Um, so at the moment, they're third in the league. And the Premier League is one of those leagues where if you drop points against teams you should win, it's really going to cost you. Because really, what's going to determine the title is how Porto, Benfica and Sporting Lisbon play against each other. One of those three would always win the championship. Uh, Braga would usually finish fourth. Um, so it's really, really fine margins. So the fact that they've lost a game to a team they shouldn't have lost and then they've drawn this game to Estoril is not really good news. But the good news is Sanusi continues to start, so long may it continue. Savior Godwin, who's just been recently caught up for the Super Eagles, he did start on Sunday in a 1-0 win for Caspia. They remain sixth in the league, so shout out to him and him getting his first call-up for the national team. Calvin Bassi's Ajax, they lost their first league game of the season 2-1 to AZ Alkmaar uh, away on Sunday. 
Um, Basi played all right, you know. I mean, they're going to lose some games, but I still expect Ajax to win the league, to be fair. Moving on to the Belgian league, Rafael Onyedika, my new Super Eagles star boy. His club Bruce team actually got battered on Sunday, 3-0 by Standard Liège away. Um, what a come down, because a few days before that, they beat Porto 4-0 in the Champions League. So that must have been a bit of a reality check. <laughs> but anyway, I want to see how he plays for the national team next week. And then long may the good form continue. Alassane Youssouf, you know, I still can't believe he wasn't caught up. It just baffles me. He started again and was impressive yet again. Royal Antwerp have won nine out of their first nine games in the Belgian League. The latest being on Friday, a 2-1 win over RFC Sarang. Toby Adeviroud scored the winning goal. I'm sure you remember him, Premier League fans from Tottenham. Uh, I didn't even realise it was at Royal Antwerp. But yeah, there you go. Make sure you put that in any of your football quizzes because I'm sure a lot of people may not know that one. But Alassane Youssouf has every right to feel aggrieved. But hopefully if he keeps up his form, he will be called up for the friendly match against Portugal in November. Moving on to Paulo Noachu and his gang side. He did start his second consecutive game for the team, although they did not win. I mean, he did not score, but they did win 1-0 at home against Ghent. So they remain second in the league. Victor Bodiface, another player who continues to make me really, really happy, starting games for Union Saint-Gilois. On Thursday, he scored the winning goal, which was a great goal, um, in a 3-2 win over Malmo in the Europa League. And then on Sunday, he scored a last-minute winning goal for Union Saint-Gilois as they beat Upen 2-1 away. Settling in very, very, very nicely. And if he continues his form, I'm sure he would begin to show up on the Super Eagles radar. Because Lord knows, he is definitely playing really, really well. And then Ishak Abdurazak at Andalech. He hasn't played the last two games for Andalech. So I'm not sure what's happening in that one. In the Czech Republic, Fortune Bassi, striker for Victoria Pilsen, who are playing in the Champions League and currently top of the league. He came on for the final seven minutes in a top-of-the-table clash against Slavia Prague who they thrashed 3-0 at home on Sunday. Speaking of Slavia Prague, Peter Alainka started the game and Moses Uzo came in for the final 24 minutes as in that 3-0 game where they lost to Victoria Pilsen. Although I noticed that they got a red card after two minutes. So that probably did not help their cause in trying to win that game. Before that match, we saw Peter Alainka start and get an assist in the 3-2 win over Balkany on Thursday in the UEFA Conference League. And Moses Uzo also came on in the second half. It seems like Yirasora is still injured. He hasn't played any games recently, so I just have to assume he is injured. In Denmark, Paul Mukairu's Copenhagen. He came on for the final 18 minutes in a 0-0 draw to Sevilla in the Champions League on Wednesday. And then he was on a new sub on the bench as they lost 2-1 to FC Michland away on Sunday. So they're going really, really badly in the league, man. It's not the king of Copenhagen. Uh, something needs to improve. If not, they need to sack the manager because we know they're not going to go out of their Champions League group. And if they don't do well enough to qualify next season, it's going to be a very, very tricky one. Chilezia Waziem, he did start for Hadrick Split on Wednesday in a 2-0 win over Rijeka at home. And then he was suspended for their Saturday game, which they drew 1-1 against Istra 1961. And then finally, in the Turkish league, Henry Yekuru and David Akintala's Adana Demispor are back to being top of the league. They beat Atalaya Spur 3-0 away on Saturday to go top. Henry Yekuru actually started the game and then got injured at halftime and then he was replaced by David Akintala, who played the second half. What I actually noticed for the footy nostalgia gang... Adana Demispur are managed by Vicenzo Montella. 
don't know if you remember him. He used to be a striker for AS Roma and the Italian national team. Him and Totti were a dynamic duo at one point. So I thought that was quite interesting. Just to put it out there. Brento Saïd Samos Fenerbahce. He played 90 minutes in a 2-2 draw against Rennes away in the Europa League. And then on Sunday, he was on the bench as they beat Alanya Spur 5-0. And then finally, Ahmed Musa started in a 1-0 win for Sivaspor uh, away to Cluj in the Conference League. And then he got injured on Sunday after 19 minutes as they lost 2-1 to Ankara Gugu away. It's not looking good for Sivaspor in the league. They're currently 17th and in the relegation zone. So they definitely need to step their steer up if they're going to survive. And it looks like they're struggling to cope with the additional games in Europe, even though they are playing okay. In terms of Starboy of the week, it has to be shared for me this week. Tara Murphy gets another shout out. I mean, just going amazing, as I said. Six goals in eight games, third in the league, looking amazing. Currently the best Super Eagle striker, apart from Victor Sime, you have to say. Um, so long may it continue. Um, but someone who I think has performed just a bit better than him this week is Victor Boniface. He's settling in very, very nicely for Union Saint-Gilois. You know, when you score back-to-back -back winners for your new team, that's how you endear yourself into the club and to the fans. You know what I'm saying? First in the Europa League on Thursday, 3-2 win over Mamo. And it was a great goal with his left foot as well. Like, I think he may be fleet-footed as well. So watch this space. And then to then score a last-minute winner in the league against Upen on Sunday. I mean, shout-out to Victor Boniface, man. Long may his... Good form continue. In terms of additional Nigerian news, Nike have released the new bespoke Nigeria kits. It's good to know that even though we didn't make the World Cup, we're still seen as a flagship country in the eyes of Nike. Remember, we're the only African team. Um, so, I mean, that tells you a lot about the regard that Nigeria's held in, even though the people at NFF or people running the organization refuse to set the same standard that is set regarding Nike and Nigeria kits. So there's a whole range out as well, you know, the typicals, polo shirts, track suits, hoodies. I, I think I'm going to get quite a few items, to be fair. I mean, we got mixed reviews about the home and the away kit, but if you ask me, both look lovely. Shout out to Nike and Log, may we continue to flourish. Um, so that's it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for rocking with me. Remember, there is a Nigeria game next week, Tuesday, September 27th. The game is taking place in Iran. I mean, I said Iran, in Oran, in Algeria. So kickoff is 8 p.m. UK time, 8 p.m. Nigeria time. Make sure you don't miss that game. I'm still not sure where that game is going to be shown, but, you know, you can always find your sources if you know what I'm saying. So watch out for the Super Eagles game. I know it's still upset, but I don't make in the World Cup. But let's just continue to support the boys. So thanks again for listening to this episode. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and spread the word on YouTube. If you listen on Spotify or Apple, please remember to give us a rating, preferably five if you want. But I'm always keen to hear feedback. Or if you have any listener questions, let me know on my Twitter handle. But nobody ever messages me about questions or thoughts or things to improve. I don't know why. But anyway, it's at NFWPOD on Twitter, at Nigeria Weekly on Instagram, Facebook.com slash Nigeria Weekly, and our YouTube channel is Nigeria Weekly. Enjoy the Super Eagles. Make sure you try to enjoy some of the international games happening this week. Um, and we'll be back to review the game against Algeria. Uh, thanks again. Peace out. And until next time, take care. Thanks for watching this video. Please like, share, subscribe, and click the bell to get a notification whenever we drop a video. You can also find our social media channels listed below. 
And of course, up super eagles and Nigerno the ever carry last.